This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Tuesday, tboy. Tuesday, September 12th. And today's podcast is the best one yet. On Tuesday, we wear T-boy hats. Yes, we do. Although I happen to forget mine at home today, Jack. It's okay. I have one behind me too. You see that? <laughs> you should have like four in my back when I gave one to a Yeti I saw the other day. You ready for the first story? <laughs> Am I ready for the first story? What do we got on the show, Jack? The biggest book of the year comes out today. It's Walter Isaacson's biography of Elon Musk. Yetis, we're going to tell you the one character trait shared by geniuses. For our second story, after going bankrupt, Twice, Twinkies was just acquired for nearly $6 billion. Because the most important meal of the day for Wall Street isn't breakfast, it's snacks. And our third and final story is Google. Google is about to begin the biggest anti-monopoly trial of the last 25 years. The greatest risk to Google isn't losing the case, it's losing its mindset. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. Wonderful mix of stories for snack time, Jack. Love this mix. We have a wild opener. One woman in China was just arrested for having 16 different jobs. Uh, Jack, can you sprinkle on a little more context here? It's an unusual crime. She had 16 jobs at the same time. Get this. One woman held 16 corporate positions simultaneously. That's a lot of W-9 forms, Nick. Oh, your hand's going to get tired, Jack. And the way she pulled this off was actually brilliant. Because she scaled her 16 different jobs into a single company. But let us back you up. First, this woman during the pandemic got a remote job. Then, also during the pandemic, she got another remote job. But 
For that second job, she had her husband do all the work, unbeknownst to the company. And then she applied to more jobs and started getting hired at other remote jobs. And as she racked up more and more positions, she divvied out the work and responsibilities to her friends and buddies. At a certain point, when you hit 16 jobs, <laughs> you're only one person, Jack. So eventually, she just took a commission on the salaries for her buddies' jobs. Ultimately, Yetis, this one <laughs> single worker in China employed 53 people working for her as her. She had 53 different people working 16 jobs all under her name. With only one person on that W-2. And this whole scheme brought in $7 million of salary and benefits. Sit down, stand up, and cash that check again. Can you repeat that for us, Jack? $7 million for one person who was really 53 people. Yetis, her side hustle was a hustle hustle. Her job was an inside job. It was also a fraud. But Yetis, here's the irony about this shocking story. She proved during this fraud that she has talented executive management skills. <laughs> yes, she does, because the way Jack and I see it, she was actually running a whole company the entire time. She ran a company with 16 roles, 53 employees, and $7 million in income. I mean, honestly, if Adam Newman did this, he'd get a check from Andreessen Horowitz. Yeah, he'd literally call it WeWork. Because it is we, 53, 53 people, people, who do all the work. Doing the work. <laughs> this is Nick, this is Jack, and this is Connor. Who is that? <laughs> Would you like fries with that? Oh, sorry. That's my other job. I'm remote working with 52 others. Jack, let's hit our three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, because we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. For our first story, the most anticipated business biography perhaps ever arrives today. It's called Elon Musk. The author of this book only does books about generational geniuses. So we had to jump in T-Boy style for you. So Elon Musk, the book, it arrives today, but already it is a bestseller just based on the pre-orders. Now, before we talk about the book, we should talk about the author. His name is Walter Isaacson, and he used to be the head of CNN back in CNN's heyday. Now, full disclosure, besties, uh, Jack and I have not read this Elon book yet. It, like, just came out after our recording. But we did read two of this author's other books. Yes, we did. For example, Jack just read the book by the same author about Albert Einstein. And Nick, years ago, read the book about Leonardo da Vinci. Well, Isaacson, he isn't your typical biographer, is he, Jack? He only writes books about truly generational geniuses. So he's only done a handful of biographies. He's written one on Ben Franklin, one on Steve Jobs, one on Jennifer Dudin. He takes years to do the research and he focuses on the circumstances that conspire to create these brilliant visionaries. So Yetis, that's why this isn't just any old Elon biography. Walt Isaacson has actually been in Elon's office, traveling in Elon's private jet and talking with him very, very close to him like a spouse from 2021 to 2023. He was there during the Twitter takeover. He has literally handed Elon a roll of toilet paper. I'm sure that's true. It may be true. We're not actually <laughs> sure. But yet, here's why Jack and I want to cover this story. The reviews are in. The excerpts have been leaked. So here are the highlights from this 688-page Elon page turner. The theme we noticed in this book 
is contradictions. For example, Elon grew up in South Africa where he was bullied relentlessly. But now Elon does all the bullying. Or his one passion is saving the planet. But only if Elon gets credit for it. Now, Elon is a business person. He's the wealthiest man in the world. And he runs six different companies that together are worth almost a trillion dollars. And this book reveals the business lessons he's learned in founding these six world-changing companies. For example, Elon calls his business philosophy the algorithm. And just like an engineer tweaks and questions every character of code within an algorithm, well, Elon questions every department at every one of his businesses. Even... Often, the legal department. Funding secured. <laughs> and this book also highlights the incredible geopolitical power that Elon has amassed. For example, when Russia invaded Ukraine, Elon SpaceX gave internet access to all the Ukrainians who were in the dark. But when Ukraine wanted to sneak attack Russia, Elon refused to give them the signal that they needed to do it. And finally, the book reveals some juicy and unknown personal details about Elon. Jack, get this. Elon's girlfriend, Grimes, was in an Austin, Texas hospital visiting a surrogate who was pregnant with their secret second child back in 2021. Nick, get this. At the same time, Nick... In the same hospital, on the same day, one of Elon's employees was pregnant with Elon's twins. And Elon didn't tell his girlfriend that he had impregnated that employee with twins and they were in the same hospital. This book reveals the existence of a child whom we didn't know Elon was a father to. He's up to 11 known children. He's beating the Brady Bunch. So Yetis, if Jack and I had to sum up a portrait of Elon Musk that this book paints with one word, what word are we going to use, Jack? Contradictory. Because Elon was bullied as a child, but he bullies today. He hates his father, but he acts like his father a lot today. And he wants to save the world, but he lacks empathy for people who live in it. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for all us normies in the world? The most important ingredient for genius is curiosity. So, Yeti's funny thing. Walter Isaacson, the author, he actually came and spoke to our business school. He spoke at Warden, and he said something interesting that I shared with Jack and we still talk about today. Somebody in the audience asked a question that was very interesting. They asked Walter Isaacson, what is the one common characteristic that you've seen in all the subjects of your books? What is the one shared characteristic among geniuses? It's curiosity. Curiosity was the trait shared by each of the geniuses that Walter has written about. It was shared by Einstein, Da Vinci, Ben Franklin, Steve Jobs, and probably he would say Elon shares it too. Curiosity is the common characteristic of these innovators, and it's the source of their creativity. Because in order to change the world, you must first be curious about it. For our second story, after going bankrupt twice, Twinkies was just acquired for nearly $6 billion. This is the biggest turnaround story in food, at least in the post-anti-carb era. Yetis, before Jack and I tell you this story, we have to correct a common misconception. Twinkies don't have an infinite shelf life. No, they don't. Jack, what's the actual expiration date on these things? Twinkies expire after 45 days. You actually gotta eat them ASAP unless you fry the Twinkie, in which case it does last forever. It's called the Finky and it's fantastic. But Yetis, here's the news. After a bidding war with Pepsi and General Mills, Smuckers, it's treating itself to buy Hostess for $5.6 billion. It's buying Hostess, the pure play processed food company that's nearly 100 years old. For a century, these guys have been whipping up sweets and they keep selling them. Like Twinkies, Ho-Hos, Ding Dongs, and Zingers. <laughs> Jack, what's a Zinger? You name it, we got it. And if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yeti's the Twinkie. It's like a cupcake that made it with a corn dog. Have you seen the nutritional label, Nick? <laughs> Can you tell me a story about the nutritional label? No, you tell me. What do you see on this nutritional label? Okay, Jack, let me just read this to you. 62% of your daily recommended amount of sugar. You know what that is? What? Not recommended. <laughs> 31 added grams of sugar per serving. And we know you're not just having one serving. But Yetis, we're not just talking about calories here. We got to talk about the numbers, right, Jack? Because the Twinkie is actually a shocking business turnaround story. Hostess has gone bankrupt twice. Not once, they went bankrupt twice. So selling now today for $5.6 it's like Frankenstein 2, the sequel. Because back in the 2000s, Twinkie became the biggest victim of the Atkins diet, didn't it, Jack? If you're avoiding carbs, you're avoiding Twinkies. And then later, Twinkie blamed union negotiations for causing them to go bankrupt again. But... Twinkie is back, and so are snacks, even these yellow sugar logs. Sales for Twinkies have doubled in just the past five years. Hostess is selling $1.4 billion worth of these sweet snacks every year. That's six billion grams of sugar. But Yeti's Twinkie is actually the best idea since sliced bread. Literally. No joke, because Wonder Bread, the nutritionally hollow sliced bread, that's the same company that invented the Twinkie a century ago. So Hostess has a lot of history. But now Hostess is joining J.M. Smucker, the peanut butter and jelly pioneer. Smucker, the owner of Jif's Peanut Butter Smucker's Jelly. They now own Hostess for $5.6 billion. That is one expensive Twinkie. That's also two lifts. So Twinkie could actually have acquired Lyft. Hostess has double the market value of Lyft. That's a shocker. It's not a car sharing platform. It's a carb sharing platform. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Twinkie? Sorry, breakfast. Snacks have become the most important meal of the day. Yetis, there hasn't been a lot of deals this year, but the top theme in mergers and acquisitions, we've noticed it's snacks, specifically sweet snacks. M&Ms, Campbell's Soup, Unilever, Pepsi, They've all made big snack acquisitions this year. Snack acquisitions, snack brands are getting bought up right now because we are buying more snacks than ever. And Jack and I have identified the three reasons why. First, the pandemic. When you were working from home, you filled yourself up with a quick snack you could open up. And second is inflation. Snacks, you can eat them at home. They're more affordable than eating meals out. And third is nostalgia. In stressful times, you crave comfort foods like a throwback Twinkie. Yetis Wall Street loves snack deals right now because Americans love snacks even more. Sorry, breakfast. Snacks have become the most important meal of the day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. 
Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. For our third and final story, a once every 25 years antitrust mega trial begins today and it's against Google. The biggest risk to Google isn't losing this huge trial. The risk is losing its mindset. Jack, can we sprinkle on some context here to kick things off? What is the cardinal value of American capitalism? Competition is good. Monopolies are bad. Stick that on a tattoo. Yetis, 100 years ago, the U.S. government broke up the railroad and oil monopolies. 40 years ago, the U.S. government broke up AT&T's telecom monopoly. And today, the government is trying to bust up its first ever internet monopoly. The United States versus Google begins today in a Washington, D.C. courtroom. Biggest thing for the internet since Y2K. Now, the Department of Justice is not going to try to prove that Google has a monopoly in internet search. Google has 90% of internet search. 90%. That tastes like a monopoly. That is a monopoly. But here's the key. Simply being a monopoly is not illegal. The argument the government will make is that Google abuses that monopoly. Exactly. That Google abuses their monopoly status by making competition with Google impossible. Exhibit A the government's going to put forward is that Google pre-installs Google Chrome on all Android phones. Jack's like pointing to some kind of a chart over here <laughs> as he does this. Even if you don't like Google internet search yet, it's the default. You kind of have to use it if you're on an Android phone. Exhibit B, Nicholas. Google pays Apple billions every year so that iPhone defaults to Google.com. And the result today, every computer and every smartphone, every page one of the internet begins with Google.com. And that's thanks to those moves made by Google, which the government says are anti-competitive. Because if you're an entrepreneur who has an idea for a better online search engine, it's basically impossible to get noticed, isn't it, Jack? DuckDuckGo is the only brave soul... <laughs> Who tried. But funny thing, besties, Jack and I, we feel like we've heard exactly these words before, haven't we? This is the same argument the Department of Justice used against Microsoft back in 1998. Abusing their monopoly. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Google? The risk to Google isn't losing the case. The risk to Google is losing its mindset. Yetis, just like Google gets pre-installed in phones today, Microsoft was pre-installed on computers in the 90s. And Microsoft was sued in the 90s for the same reason Google is being sued today. But here's the interesting thing. Microsoft actually won that Monopoly case, but it lost its competitive mindset. Because throughout that four-year case, Microsoft became careful, conservative, and scared because of all that government scrutiny. That was a mindset shift. And that is a top reason why Microsoft missed the smartphone. It was being too timid. It's like for four years, Microsoft was on a date. Yeah. But the parent was joining the date. The parent's presence was messing with Microsoft's mindset. Yeah, it would totally mess with your mindset on a date if you had a chaperone. Like, you're not going to be 100% yourself. You're going to be a little nervous. Maybe not as charming. And that's the risk for Google, too. Not losing the case, but losing its mindset. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for T-Boy Tuesday? Walter Isaacson's new book about Elon Musk is out today. The one common ingredient among geniuses that he's written about? It's curiosity. 
The second story is Twinkies. Their parent, Hostess, just sold to Smuckers for $5.6 billion. Because it's not breakfast, snacks are now the most important meal of the day for Wall Street. And our third and final story is the government's antitrust lawsuit against Google. It begins today. Experts say it's unlikely Google will lose. The real risk is that Google loses its mindset. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, just a couple of days after an earthquake killed over 2,000 people in Morocco, flooding may have killed 2,000 people in Libya. It's horrible to see these disasters happening wherever they happen in the world. And second, the FDA just approved new COVID booster shots with the CDC expected to rule on them today. We've completely lost track of which COVID variant we're at. I don't speak Greek, you don't speak Greek. But it's probably recommended that you get protected from them. And finally, Apple is expected to unveil the iPhone 15 at their conference today. The change that's expected? Yes, Jack? The charging cord. (laughs) The Europeans are making them have a universal dongle. Dangle gate. It continues. It's going to be the same charger as the Android. Stick it in your dongle drawer. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Joel Soto from lovely Washington, D.C. In the book Paved Paradise, Henry Graber profiles America's obsession with parking and parking spaces. Yet this, 68% of the land in American cities is for parking. Two-thirds of American cities use their land to park cars. And that's not all. There are 660 million parking spaces in America, which is exactly how much, Jack? Twice as many spaces as there are Americans. Yeah, they pave paradise. Literally, they put up a parking lot. If aliens looked down on us Earthlings, they'd probably think the cars were in charge. We humans just serve them. Yetis, you look fantastic today, even if you're secretly working 12 jobs at the same time. We're all for giving it 110%. We're not for giving it 53,000 percent. Three secret jobs. Shame on you, though. 15 secret jobs. Shame on me. Impressive. (laughs) Your secret's safe with us. Jack and I will see you tomorrow. And before we go, a shout out to Yeti Seth Samuel, who tweeted at us the story tip about Carvana stock that we used on yesterday's pod. Happy 39th anniversary to Brittany and McKay Boos in Olympia, Washington. And a happy 40th anniversary to my parents, Alice and Michael Martell, on the Upper East Side, celebrating with some takeout sushi. Legendary New Yorkers living to the max. And a happy congratulations to Eric Johnson, who's got his first baby over in Chicago doing baby logistics. Happy birthday to Mauro Leos in El Paso, Texas. And Jeremy Bricker celebrating that birthday by traveling to Malaysia, not too shabby. And happy Sweet 16 to Neville Shaw in Orlando, Florida. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-boy. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. I own stock of Unilever and Nick and I both own stock of Apple. Because it is we, 53 people, who do all the work. Doing the work. (laughs) If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. 
Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you, like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.